All right. Well, welcome to uh, welcome to Reject Companies, Com Squad, episode uh, three. First Civ Div. Hello, Reject Company. Thank you. First Civ Div. First Civ Div. There could I be am... another Reject Company. There could be, but it's not this one. I am <laughs> Rhodes HK or John. Today with me, I've got Reaver or Blake. And then Killer Don Don is with us again, thankfully. So, so today we're talking about. Well, Blake, why don't you introduce our our topics, our our sexy topics today? <clears throat> the topic today is regarding the exciting news of the U.S. Virgin Islands deciding to press charges against Jeffrey Epstein's estate, as mm-hmm. well as and more comical news today. What else did anybody expect out of Andrew Tate and all those people who simp for Greta Thunberg? Simp for Greta Thunberg. Okay, well, let's for the Epstein Island thing, as I understand it, uh, the Virgin Islands are pressing charges against someone? Yeah, they've requested uh, all the court documents, the flight records, and all those kinds of things uh, that currently still exist in redacted form here in the U.S., um, uh, but they don't get correct your phrasing. They have not requested. They have subpoenaed, which is a demand and not a request. Oh, thing. I was politely saying it. Mm-hmm. Well, it's an important detail, I guess. So they subpoenaed it. Now, what's the process there for a subpoena? Is it is it does that mean it's going to happen? Does that mean like somebody's got to make a decision on whether it will be released? What's the uh... I'll pass it on to our legal expert, Don. I'm not a legal expert. None of my advice is legal <laughs> in any way. However, <laughs> the subpoena means a judge has already signed off on it. Okay. So, so it's owed. Yeah. Yeah. So now that also means that they can attempt to appeal it, though, right? They can attempt to appeal the subpoena, which they're probably going to do within the next couple of days. Um, the other side of it is that if they refuse to comply with the subpoena, then all kinds of other legal steps start happening that can potentially take a year. Uh, so they might just go with that option, because by the time it all hashes out, maybe it'll be, be blown over. People won't care anymore. They'll push it out for a few years, and they'll be like, yeah, you know what? You're right. Here's here's the info when no one cares well, anymore. I think that's what they're trying to do is just buy time until no one fucking cares anymore or some type of statute of limitations is reached. Yeah, it's, it's probably what's going to happen. Although we can uh, pretend like something good might happen just so we can be excited about it. Um, well, the statute of limitations yeah, like, on it is, is kind of fishy. Well, not fishy in a bad way, but it's, it's super hard to pin down just because you've got the potential of claiming ongoing criminal conspiracy, which bypasses mm-hmm. statutes of limitation. Oh, that'd be good. If oh, you yeah, you're right about that. Yeah. If you prove that there's an ongoing criminal conspiracy, then the statute of limitation does not apply. Well, that's kind of what the U.S. Virgin Islands, as far as I was going at, uh, as far as them going after and attacking this, um, because it seemed as though they were wanting everybody that not necessarily everybody that had flown, but people that had flown to the U.S. Virgin Islands to his pedo island. Right? 
And in that regard, I think they're trying to say that there was some kind of conspiracy of individuals to commit these acts. Now, where are the Virgin Islands? Is that in the Caribbean or somewhere else? It's the Caribbean. Yeah. Hmm. Um, well, but hopefully something I, uh, will come out of it. My, my faith yeah. is not very, very strong that it will, but, you know... I, I think the whole thing is well, a beep they that is uh, the center of this whole thing is the they that can also try to withhold those documents and things like that. Yeah. I mean, I mean, in a situation like this where, you know, Jeffrey Epstein, he got put in jail and was suicided by someone. And then, of course, um, you know, Ghislaine is now in some kind of resort prison where she gets to do yoga and Pilates. Um, <laughs> I'm really Ghislaine. thinking that... Uh, Miss Maxwell, his right-hand lady. Oh, yeah, that's what I was thinking of when you said the other chick's name that I also forgot. Yeah. Clara Thomberg? Yeah, uh, yeah. Oh, I that's get them all something else. Yeah. They're all the same to me. That's so, really uh, so... Our planet, chick. But, uh... Yeah. No, I mean, well, at, the, at the end of the day, it seems like, realistically, they've tried to just sweep this all under the rug and moving on kind of situation. I don't see any action being taken against any of the individuals that were on the flight logs, even if they were directly going to his, you know, child capture <laughs> Island. Okay. So, so some names are on the flight logs and are public mm -hmm. or. Some have been made public. public. Yes. But some oh, are still okay. redacted for reasons of uh, private, uh, their privacy, like who who gets you know rights to privacy and uh, you know a, a, a human trafficking case. Yeah. Well, and that's that's the other big issue I have with it is things like the victims are under non-disclosures and shit like that, which is absolute fucking bullshit. Right? Well, aren't they minors? Well, some of them were at the time. Some of them are no longer. Shit like that. But oh you know, yeah, well, yeah. I mean, because I don't think minors can sign non-disclosure agreements but i guess if if they uh waited till they were old enough and then and then had well, but then... it seems like yeah, some it's... kind of settlement occurred and mm -hmm. these individuals are paid out of his estate and his island and all that kind of shit the money that he had and then had yep. a non-disclosure shoved in front of their faces the sign saying we're not going to talk about this anymore hmm. yeah although they can break out, shut the fuck up but they can Love break it. those. Like the one woman did that uh, regarding Trump a few years back, had a non-disclosure agreement, broke it, and there. I don't think there are really any penalties for that. Well, the penalties so. the the penalties for it are are outlined in it, but generally it's you have to give all the money back. Yeah. Whatever whatever the settlement was, you have to return it. But I don't know how enforceable, how much that's enforced, to be honest, and, and depending on the case, I suppose. It can definitely be legally enforced you know if the person who wrote the non-disclosure agreement chooses to enforce it against the individual it's kind of like a contingency the other thing is if you don't have the money because if it's like a million dollars and you're just some pleb like so a few years later are you still going to have the million dollars oh and so the risk with these specific non-disclosures just because of potentially who they involve um, because I mean, we still have the concept of debtor's prison. It is still there. It's just nobody ever fucking bothers with it, but it's still potentially there where, you know, 
you do the non-disclosure. Say you do the non-disclosure. You get a million dollars out of it. You wait five years and then you break the non-disclosure. They say, give me my million dollars back. You say, I don't have it. And they literally throw you in prison. I don't know. I, I don't, I would challenge that's that. That's the kind of recourse. Well, it's, it's still technically there. It's just rarely ever used. And that's the kind oh. of recourse that you know they would heavy handed you. Yeah, it's it's the kind of recourse that they would pursue if they really did not give a shit about how they appeared in the eyes of the public. <laughs> and if you and if you revealed that, they don't give a shit now. Yeah, yeah I don't know, maybe. But uh, but like I was saying, so I guess that means that uh, nothing's going to happen. So I don't know why it's news in that case. Is what you're saying? Uh, it's news because if they can. If they can reopen those and they were legitimately pursuing a, because this is kind of like the U.S. Virgin Islands versus these individuals, if they're not looking for any kind of settlement, they could realistically put people in jail. They can retry the well, case. Oh, yeah, but nobody's going to, you just said that nobody's going to say anything because they're scared. So it's not going to go anywhere. So why is it? Even if they're, well, that's the thing. If they are subpoenaed by law to testify, their non disclosure agreement doesn't mean shit in the eyes of the court. That's a personal mm -hmm. civil thing. That is not a, in a criminal case, that not NDA doesn't shield anybody. Okay, so they can break the NDA if they're subpoenaed without paying a penalty. Correct. Yes. Oh, well, well, However, realistically, seeing how the number of people that have already been suicided off of this, yeah. Yes, that is that is a key factor. All right, so Hopefully, you're just going no back to see it's impossible thing again. No, it's not necessarily impossible. It's not impossible. It's just a matter of, you know, hopefully. What this, is, what this is doing is this is showing us more of how corrupt our justice system has been bought. No. Is what I mean, that's been is. shown enough that if you don't get it by now, you're just stupid or... Well, I'm, I suppose I am hopeful new things are brought into light. Mm. Yeah, and we'll see. as new things are brought into light, maybe some of those redacted names become unredacted. That would be a beautiful picture mm -hmm. for well, I guess we'll conspiracy see. theorists like myself. Mm -hmm. Well, the interesting thing is to see when the Justice Department doesn't just tell the Virgin Islands to go fuck off. That is entirely possible. Probably what's going to happen is the Justice Department is going to tell the Virgin Islands to go fuck themselves. Well, I guess we'll find Hello? out in the near future. Yeah, we should find out hopefully in the near future. And the thing is, if they do that, probably no one will care because people don't really give a shit who they vote for or anything, so it's not like there's any responsibility. Like you can be dead right. and last, still win an election. Last, yeah, this last cycle, they fucking voted in dead people and brain dead people. I mean, come on. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah nobody gives a fuck. So there's no no real responsibility in the government with, with the elected leaders. So who cares? I mean, like, it's, not gonna, we... it's not going to matter. It sucks. I'm really blackpilled in that now after the last election and the dead guy thing. Oh yeah, I mean that was a, that was a new low, realistically. Yeah. Um, Wait, what happened? But I mean, people don't really give a, really don't give a fuck. Like the voter oh, yeah. base is so fucked that that it's like, what are you gonna do with that? I think really all you can do is just sort of adapt to whatever comes at this point. 
I do love how that guy who got voted in in New York, um, Santos, was that his last name? Oh, he was know. some guy who got voted in up there, and he was caught in so many <laughs> lies after the fact. And then he went on live TV and had the balls to be like, well, what do you mean we can debate that? No, it's not a debate. It's either a truth or a fiction. <laughs> it's fucking Nobody hilarious, cares. man. It's like it's the D or the R. It's like what who's uh whose buddies do you wanna put your tax dollars into? Oh yeah. That was another thing too. That's it. Would you like your shit sandwich with or without peanuts? Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's all you're all doing. You got left. I think the only way forward is at this point, I would say civil dis- disobedience where it's appropriate and just uh, making making uh, friends and w- with people, uh, <coughs> building skill sets, things like that. Even the... Looking at it, even, you know, like the uh, Libertarian Party, uh, with the recent things that have been going on within the Libertarian Party, their decision going forward is that they are going to more focus on lower level uh, positions, you know, focusing on uh, state and local. And their idea is that the more lower level positions they occupy in state and local government and then instituting nullifications. Yes, nullification. Very good. Very good thing. It's a very good thing that we have in the United States. I don't know that it exists anywhere else. And I think is really wonderful. Yeah. 10th amendment, everybody read it. <laughs> yeah. Well, and the sheriff's office too is, is, is a beautiful thing because the, the sheriff's department is the ultimate authority when it comes to law enforcement within their districts. So mm-hmm. the, the federal, the feds don't override um, an authority do not override sheriffs, local sheriffs. Yeah, they're state representative. Um, so, I mean, the sheriff could kick people out. They could tell the feds, like, because there was a thing, I think it was in Utah, where there was a group of sheriffs that, and this was like, I don't know, back in the Obama administration, I think, it, that got together and made a statement that if um, federal agents were to come to confiscate firearms, that they would they would kick them out. Arrest them. Or arrest, yeah, arrest them. Arrest them, yeah, or whatever it was. But the point is that, like, that's a beautiful thing to have that, that su- sort of supreme authority over over in that in the realm of law enforcement in uh, in, in a sheriff's department in a smaller sort of more local place. I think a lot of uh, sheriff's thing. departments, whether they do or they don't realize uh, the authority that they actually have, they're a locally elected state representative, and uh, they do they have the I don't know ability what you mean by to state representative. They're, uh, they're empowered by the state. With, well, yeah, they're elected by county, but they are empowered by the state as the constable oh. of the area. Okay. All right. So that's just semantics then. So we're, yeah. we're not we're not actually arguing on that. No. But yeah, I, I like that. There's a lot of little things like that in the way that our constitution is set up and our government is set up that is a uh, is a very beautiful thing. So yes. So yes, nullification, jury nullification, beautiful thing as well. That that was so surprising to me that that actually made it on the news. Like, is this something oh, that man. should exist? Yeah, they were questioning whether or not juries could nullify, and I'm like, no, that is the jury's entire purpose. In, in a lot it's of states, 
lot of courtrooms, they tell the jury, if you think this person did this or whatever, the evidence you is must. Yeah, they say that, but it's a lie. It it's is a, a lie. lie. Yeah, but they get away with it somehow. Um, but yeah, I think if you're, it's if you're ever wanna... on a jury and you think the law is bullshit, then you can say you can not say not guilty. guilty. Yeah. Absolutely. You don't I mean, you can even say it. Law. You guys, can, uh, the jury can even write their memo saying, um, because we think this law is bullshit, he's not guilty. They can well, say think, that in their decision. I think in some instances, they ask you but before during the jury selection if you ever heard of jury, jury nullification. So if you said, yes, I, I'm familiar with it, then you won't get selected. If you say no, then... You might be in trouble because you lied during jury selection. Um, <laughs> so you got to be careful about that. So if you filled something out before you got on the jury saying, I don't know what jury or nullification is, and then you're like, and, the, and then you do it later, you got to be careful about that. You might want to say, like, no, I just think not guilty and not, not give a reason or, or something like that. So you got to be careful about that. Don't Don't get yourself in a perjury trap. I would uh, I would argue that if they really did try to do that to you, that that would be entrapment. I don't know. I'm just saying, like, uh, that that's a thing that I've heard of. I don't know for sure. I don't doubt it nowadays. Yeah, I don't doubt it nowadays. They're because they are they're they're scared of that power. You know, yeah. those the higher ups that be are scared of that power. And and that's another thing too, like the the whole you know plea bargain thing, right? So let's make a plea bargain. You plead guilty, oh, we'll yeah. give you this. That, to me, is the worst concept out there. Take your case to trial. Don't accept some kind of plea bargain. I think well, what they do is of... they ramp up the charges so that oh, the yeah. maximum, it, it's way out of whack, and like they can totally ruin your life over minor things, and then, and yeah. then make so that threat to... and scare the shit out of people, but... And yeah. take it to trial. Most people that would sit in a jury box are actually fairly reasonable people. Most of them, anyway, I'll say. But the fun part is a jury has to reach a consensus. So let's say there's there's one mm-hmm. you know person that's a nut job that wants you thrown away for life. They're not going to win against everybody else in the jury. Yeah, the d- d- <laughs> defense attorneys should. I don't know. Maybe they play that up, but they they should. If they don't. Like in a closing statement, like bring up the. In fact, if I were if I were a defense attorney and I'm in a courtroom where, at some point, the judge or whoever says you must say they're you must come back with a guilty verdict if you think they did it, I would point right out like, like that's a lie, and here's the the Constitution that that says that it it's a lie. You Absolutely, know, you don't have to convict this person. It is up I to mean, you. It's... Yeah, it's something that was discussed. You know, I, I I don't remember who it was, if it was Adams or or who it was that was uh, talking about it. But they said, you know, it is the jury that will be the uh, final authority on checking abuse of power because they have the ability to declare anyone not guilty. Well, something you also yeah. have to remember is that while it's a political shit show, a judge can overturn a, a jury verdict too. Oh, but they do that. That's like a career ender right there. Potentially, but like I said, it's a it's a shit show. But a judge can't overturn a jury verdict. 
They can, but it's it is typically a career ender. They will never be trusted by anyone in their district ever again. Yes. Oh, yeah. Good luck getting voted in again. Maybe. Yeah. yeah kind of good thing. luck. Yeah. <laughs> the minute, because because the minute it ends up on that ballot, should Justice so and so be replaced? Yes. <laughs> yeah. Maybe. Hopefully. Yeah, but that's that's something that's really wonderful about the United States is is that it's seen like at every turn, the founding fathers when they designed all of this, like at every turn they did everything they could to put to put the power in the hands of of the regular people as opposed to the top down authoritarian setup, and I know that that's been largely. Um, I don't know what the word is, but largely kind of messed with or whatever the word is, but mostly with propaganda with like sort of soft tactics, like, Oh yeah. Telling people like making people think that, that this authority is, is ultimate and that making people feel like they don't have power, but you do. Well, well, they want to change the dialogue from the bill of rights is in place to restrict the government to a dialogue of the Bill of Rights or our rights granted to you by government. That's the way they want to change the dialogue. And you even see people that, I don't know if it's them just brazen enough to say so or a Freudian slip type situation where they'll be even, you know, senators and congressmen or people in government uh, basically saying that you know, these are, you know, the the rights that are enshrined in our Constitution are just guidelines kind of situations. Well, and part of that is that uh, when it was written, uh, the, our rights were, were it was written as God-given rights, like, like somehow coming from God, or it was a religious sort of statement. Well, they didn't say it in any kind of Christian way. Um, it was more of well. It, I don't it was think religious it, though. It was it was God. It was, it was like, very much so a, a belief in a higher power. Okay, yes. right. But then now there's an issue with that because a lot of people don't believe in God now. So it's like okay, so if God doesn't exist, then where do the rights come from? And then I mean, usually the I mean, answer he, is government. Well, yeah, I agree. That is kind of a sad, so, you know, so there needs transition to be, for it to go in there. Answer, I mean, you could just say. Is our rights come from power? Right now, unfortunately, the government has all of it. Oh, maybe. But I mean, I, I, mean, I think that, that on a philosophical level, there needs to be an argument for where rights come from that is not God and that is not the government. Just by virtue um, of existence, then. Well, I mean, you can by say virtue... that, but, but it's got to be more more complex than just that. You know, it's got to be well, like well, along that, I don't know that concept. There's actually there's actually a really good book written on it. Um, it's well, the the pen name is uh, Ragnar Redbeard. Um, they never <laughs> actually found the original author, but it's um, it's might makes right the evolution of social Darwinism. And actually, that sounds on. fun. I'm recording for a podcast right now. Well, I, I think well, the non-aggression like principle you. is a good foundation for that. However, that in, inevitably comes to uh, anarcho-capitalism. So, 
Well, um, so it, it's hard to have something where you can say, yes, people have innate rights that are not that are not a spiritual or governmental uh, origin. But at, at the same time, when you make that argument, you, you end up having to, to also go into like there there shouldn't be a government. So it well well so it's hard to take a look at it. Sorry, the way the direction I was going with the with the Ragnar Redbeard thing before I was interrupted um, is the overall concept. There is the idea that while we do have rights, protections, etc., cetera, etc., cetera, those ultimately come down to requiring the power to protect them because if you don't have the power to protect your rights then you don't have rights and so you're either you can leave that open you're either you know either relying on the government to protect your rights for you or you're relying on something god the government Yourself. or your own personal power you know right. because realistically yeah realistically at the end of the day i can Grab a gun, walk into a gas station, and pop somebody. They can't. And unless stop someone it. stops you, yeah. Unless, <laughs> unless someone you know, stops you, it's happening. They call. They call the cops. They do this. They do that. You know. But there's all these. There. There's all of it. And so that's. So that's how we need to establish our rights is by. Establishing, the power as a society, but not a government. Because that's what we've done is we've given more power and more power and more power to the government, but the but our society doesn't have the power anymore. Our government does. Well, but, I, I think you know, that the, the American population has done a overall right, and it definitely varies depending on where you're at. Has done a pretty good job of taking power in our own hands, uh, comparatively at least. I mean, just. But for one, the simple fact that there's more guns than people here, like, there's a lot of gun ownership. Um, and, and there's also, I think, quite a bit of, of defiance in, in our country. Um, uh, defiance has gotten up quite a bit in the few, last few years, especially. Mm -hmm. With well, the COVID and everything. Well, if you really want to look at it, um, I would say around the time of you know entering into FDR's reign, right? New Deal type stuff. Yeah. Uh, the propaganda yeah, machine that was played out during that time was spot on. And timing-wise, in the economic and political climate of the time, it couldn't have been a better time for it. So yeah. you look at that, you know, the FBI is created, the CIA is created. Why? Because we need these institutions to protect, protect us you. from from and yeah. protect you from these bad nations and bad actors that are out there in the world. I understand all you guys are kind of broke and the, you know, things are looking kind of bad, but don't worry, give me this power also. And I'll be able to help you economically. And that was the biggest power grab that has existed oh, yeah. ever well, in the U S foundation to, for most of what we're dealing with now is, is the new deal set the foundation for that. Yeah, and if you look at it, what is the C? Uh, what is the FBI and the CIA really done now? Legitimately, yeah, sure, they have done. You know, the FBI trying to keep in line with its originally written intent has done a great job of helping out local law enforcement with cases that have crossed state boundaries and and things like that. And their broader scope genuinely has helped to a certain degree, 
But at the same time, the CIA and the FBI have done more against the American people than they have to protect them. And you have a whole list of projects. Oh My yeah, MK Ultra. I mean, I mean, the list is enormous, and most people choose to ignore that. You know, crimes done against the American people uh, by the U.S. government. A lot of people choose to ignore that shit, but it's real. It is not a conspiracy theory. Those are proven. Yeah, yeah the CIA <laughs> literally created the crack epidemic. Yeah, proven. That's been proven. The guy died with crack. A guy died to prove that that was true. <laughs> he was suicided. Hmm. Oh my god, it's uh, it's terrible. And then but... what do you do though? But what do you do? So, but so I mean, exactly. with all That's of the problem is that we gave them the power. We can't stop them. Yeah, and what did they use? They used the mob mentality. They still use it today. Back then, oh, yeah. they used the mob mentality. They used fear. They well, used that... economic hardship to twist the arm of the American people to give them power. Yeah. Well, and, and then when they're, more... they're printing the money, it's it, they can do that. So yeah, impose economic hardship. I mean, um, oh. but, but one thing that's definitely given me a lot of encouragement is the fact that the the propaganda machine of the mainstream media and everything is is really broken down in many ways like there's very little trust in that anymore so that's oh yeah they have definitely... lost so much credibility can we, right. can we give a can we give a shout out to barbara walters though she did pass away and she was a great journalist an actual journalist of her time not a propaganda talking head like today oh, of her oh. time yes so sure yeah thank you barbara walters for great journalism that does not exist today. It's out there. It's just not mainstream. You're right. It's not mainstream. That was well, a hard fight, too. From the American companies. Yeah, it, it was a hard well, fight. I mean, I, you look back to, you know, back in the day, each, you know, media company used to be nearly an independent media company, but then they started all get, getting bought up, all getting bought up and brought under, uh, what is it, like two, two people now own all the media companies out there? Oh, I just assume Disney owned them all now. I think we're almost there, but I think it is that two individuals own, own nearly all of the media corporations I'll out there. Own their idea of of the term Disney World. <laughs> yeah, this is Disney's <laughs> world. We just live in it. Yeah, they 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 built their plan on Disney World, and we just didn't realize what they were meaning. Oh. You didn't realize how literal the the name actually was. The Magic was. Kingdom, the Magic Kingdom, right? <laughs> yeah. Uh. But yeah, no, it's, I mean, it, to me, it's like, it's no wonder. What did you expect? I mean, if he's just out there to get ratings, right? If they're, if they're really looking at journalism, not as a method of getting news and information out to people under a good intention, they're instead just buying up all these media corporations to put profit in their pocket. Arguably, I get it. You know, everybody has to make money. Well, it's not even the profit motive. The profit motive isn't the problem. Because the, I mean, how is losing, how is everyone losing trust in credibility in the media profitable? It's not. Well, at this point, yeah. They're, they're, you're they're right. not doing, they're not making profitable moves. It's not about the profit incentive. If it were about yeah. a profit incentive, there would have been a correction and we would have better news by now. So well, I think it so was. Don't, don't trash the profit incentive. You're, you're I, I, I think. Is not what's being followed. 
the, I mean, you, I'm saying looking at it, if you're not looking at them as a having the purpose and initiative of building a propaganda machine, buying up all these companies, I mean, I get it. You know, they're building an empire of journalism and uh, they're going to make all the profit off of it by selling the ads and all that good happy horseshit. I get it. But even at that standpoint, though, if you're just having one person driving all these, you know, media corporations, how do you make a decision on the direction of the company without it being biased, right? That in and of itself, you're creating a monopoly and you're going to have bias because of the monopoly of the media. Well, the the thing is that you create that, the unbiased approach, by chasing the profits, which is, like we said, not what they're doing. Right. Instead, what they've created is they've created like maybe CNN and maybe MSNBC. You guys run these, you know, things to keep these people's attention. Fox News, you go this direction and report this kind of news because that's going to grab those guys' attentions. And that worked for a while. That did legitimately work for a while. It did. But now it's so transparent that even people... Even your average everyday person that's not looking like, well, wait, what's the reason behind the reason here, are able to see that it's completely biased news that is bullshit. Oh, yeah. Well, to me, to me, it became obvious in 2012 when Ron Paul was running for the Republican primary. And the that way poor guy was done so him. wrong. Poor Ron I mean, Paul. He was done yeah. dirty. Oh, yeah. He and, and he didn't, he didn't, and he didn't have the, the presence that like Trump did because you know because he had all the the TV show and all the name recognition and stuff so like they could do that to, to Ron Paul but they couldn't do it to Trump but and I think that they would have if they could have but, but that's the <laughs> point and it, and to me it became obvious like I said in 2012 I'm sure it's been going on longer than that but like that's kind of where to me it's been going on longer than that yeah back. I, I I think that oh yeah you can look at it you can look at it clear back into the eighties. It started back then, yeah. You know, they started buying them up back then. Yeah. And I think the uh, internet is the new the new free press, really. Oh yeah, I mean, you can find people that do good work on there. But oh yeah, scattered, decentralized, and everything. So yeah, um, for now, I mean, and it's not easy. You have to like. Go because there's a lot of bullshit too. It's kind of the opposite problem. There's a saturation of uh, information and, and content providers and whatnot. But you can definitely find good actual journalists there if you look around enough. Yeah. So I, I I think that that's it's there. You just have to go find it, and it's not on TV and it's not in the mainstream at all. Uh, but okay, so moving on, we're talking about this Tate guy. Yes, uh, Andrew yeah, I don't Tate. Want to talk about Tate. You don't want to talk uh, about Tate? No, legitimately, I have no interest in talking about Tate. He is currently uh, in prison in Ro- or in jail in Romania under human trafficking charges, and that does not deserve. Yeah, he's a piece of shit that we don't even need to waste our time talking about. He doesn't deserve. I, I, it, I suppose I uh, that my main interest was. Uh, what did anybody really expect, though? Like, really? Why are why is anybody surprised? Yeah, no, I don't exactly. know anything about him. So, I, I uh, basically, uh, he was a he was a kickboxer and then a big influencer, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. He runs oh. around bragging on the misogynistic approach of everything, and you know how rich people can do should or are allowed to do whatever they want, and men are better than women, 
And oh yeah, right like now, he, he was unapologetically that way, like like unapologetically, yeah, very mean, outspoken yeah, about he, it. He was unapologetically that women are property, and if your property doesn't act right, it's your job to beat them and keep them in place. Oh. What, what I, I suppose what I find fascinating was like rolling through a lot of you know news media things like that. There is actually pe- there are actually people out there who think Tate was done wrong, like he was some kind of great individual to be looked up to and i suppose maybe when he was still young in his kickboxing career he was a great athlete great but i think some at some point maybe he just took too many really good blows to the head because it went downhill way fast from there um and and, and i didn't know much about him before and and i didn't (laughs) care about him and didn't know about him and and i still don't yeah that hasn't changed yeah, yeah. Currently, so, so the the update on why I say I have no interest is because currently he is in jail in Romania. He fled. He went to Romania in 2017, mm-hmm. and he has been under investigation for a lot of shit, basically involving, you know, promising girls, you know, oh yeah, you can come live with me and everything will be great, and then you know, bringing yeah, them there like and, he using was... them, and using them as sex slaves. It's almost like he was trying to become the new Jeffrey Epstein. Yeah. (laughs) Well, and if that's the case, then I'm glad that he got caught and that he's in jail. Oh, yeah, no. Happy he's in jail. I mean, if you look at some of his different business, if you look at some of his different business things that he was trying to run, it was a very much so a lead up to him being in jail right now in Romania. So I I just my thing is like, why are people surprised? Why are people trying to defend him? Why are people saying, oh, man, like the deep state got him? No, they didn't. He's a piece of garbage. Stop trying to defend him. That's because the people that defend him wish they could do it themselves. Uh, I suppose you're right, yeah. No comment. No comment. Yeah. Right. Well, uh, on that note, then um, the other thing was Greta Thunberg? Thornburg? Where the fuck her name is? The UN? Yeah. You're destroying suppose... the world? Yeah, the Should UN I... is destroying all the world. How dare you? <laughs> yeah. How dare I? Well, I want to like drive places. I want to have <laughs> shit. I mean, I like give a, her, I give her props like on trying to, on attempting to make change. I give her props on that. Yeah, yeah. No, no, I, yeah, I, 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 I give her props on that too. Like, I get it. You know, she like she at this, she felt was a problem in the world, and she doubled down on trying to on trying to to resolve it. So I give her props for that. Yeah. Whether I so, with maybe she's misguided. Well, that's no. I, I don't think she's misguided. Um, I think okay. that at some point she became the poster child, and ever look, since then look. she's been riding the wave of the poster child. I mean, I I don't. I mean, seriously, who the fuck cares about her anymore? And like if you are looking at the you know line of thinking out of the ass polary that is the world economic forum and things like that like we're all going to be eating bugs uh uh on the pods eat the bugs yeah, yeah and and all this kind of crap it's like really like that's that's who you want to be the poster child for that's the that's the line of thinking that you you want to be uh backing up here 
And, and even them now saying that, you know, you shouldn't have dogs because, you know, dogs eat meat and dogs fart. So we need to reduce our, you know, carbon paw print. Fuck you. Mm-hmm. Well, the first, my first thought on environmentalism is that the earth exists for humanity to use. And I think we should use it responsibly. But Absolutely. Like, what, what, what's the point of the earth? If there's no sapient beings to use it, like what's the fucking point? So that's for the dolphins, don't you know? It's like without sapient beings, like there's nothing beautiful if there's no one, if there's no one to to admire it and believe that it's beautiful. There's no purpose. So um, I I, I really I believe that the the purpose really the entire universe is to serve sapiens and. and and there could be other sapient beings in other places. I mean, uh, who knows? But but that's but that the Earth is here for us because we are sapient, and because we can admire beauty and and conceive of it. It's not so. So this idea where they want to put humanity as subservient to the Earth, or the Earth itself as some greater purpose, and protect the Earth at the expense of humanity. It's it's just so ridiculous to me. It's anti-human. I mean, obviously. And the other thing too is with the environmentalists. Like I always try to ask them. It's like, okay, so what's this bad thing that's going to happen? Like if I keep driving my car, like what 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 is the what what's the bad thing that's going to happen with with this climate change that we're so afraid of? Like what are we afraid of? The dinosaurs will die. The the, (laughs) the dinosaurs will die. Yeah, that's what happened the last time a meteor struck the Earth and and released a shit ton of CO two and carbon in the uh, in the in the atmosphere. As the dinosaurs died, I don't want that to oh, happen no. again. I like dinosaurs. Yeah. Well, <laughs> here's the thing too. So okay, so so I think if the world were to get warmer, okay, and when you're talking about a meteor, that's like a drastic yeah, change, which is not the same as driving cars that was an unfortunate but, event not a gradual increase <laughs> yeah um but you know, if the earth gets warmer it, there's a lot of land in canada and in siberia you know in russia that is not really livable or arable because it's too cold so if the climate were to get warmer that yeah so maybe we'd have some some rise in the sea level and lose a little bit of land mass. Look at all this land that we have that we could then farm and use that we can't now. Like that seems like a net gain to me. Um, well, it, overall, it would be a change, and change is scary to stupid people. Well, well, and the other look at part it. of that too that I'm going to add on real quick is that that's inevitable. Like that, the climate has been changing on the Earth for hundreds of millions of years. It's going to keep happening regardless of whether we're around or not. So yet this idea that that we can control it and keep it the same as it is now in perpetuity is stupid. So invest in adaptation and instead of, uh, I mean, unless we're going to get like some terraforming shit going where we can actually just control all the weather. um, It's stupid. Invest in adaptation, not not in trying to control the climate. Like that's just ridiculous. I I think at the end of the day, um, because it is 
huge cycles that span over thousands of years. Uh, even today, amongst people who study the climate, you know, and environment and things of that, they there is no, there is still arguably no concrete. This is the exact science on it. There no, are people not. who disagree with the, you know current predictions, and I mean, if you go out there and you're you know you were to you know throw some spaghetti against the wall, you're going to get you know a mixed bag of you know what is the agreed science on it, and that's one of the beautiful things of science to me is that it is a debate until it is proven as fact. But arguably, I agree with your statement of we do not currently have the power to control the climate in any way, form, or fashion. Um, when you talk about CO2 levels increasing, yes, CO2 levels increase. You get the greenhouse effect. Why is it called a greenhouse? <laughs> because we do it in small scale, pumping 1,500 part per million of CO2 into greenhouses. Why? Plants fucking love it. Most plants which love is, it. Which is generally a good thing. For plants, like, yeah. It's generally a good plant. Well, yeah, but, but, but okay, but animals eat plants, and we eat plants, and we eat the animals that eat the plants. Yeah. So absolutely, that's not but, that bad for for people either. But it well, is bad climate, for certain areas comes, of the climate, though. So uh, climate it is bad for certain areas of the climate. The so oh, go ahead, Don. Sorry. Nope, oh, you can... uh, it is bad for certain areas of the climate because let's say we did have CO two levels rise, uh, and we had you know climates uh, alter, especially during in the equatorial region right those would become absolutely uninhabitable if they're not already so they're barely habitable and but like you said certain other areas might open up and so we'd have a migration effect uh i would say arguably don't go investing in you know property down towards the equator then <laughs> you know but yeah. everybody loves their caribbean islands right Especially the pedos. Yeah, but there would still so. be nice islands. <laughs> but the nice islands would just be further north. Exactly. So, the nicer islands would be further plan. north. Um, I think with their... invest, in, invest in Greenland. <laughs> yeah, invest in Greenland. <laughs> I think one of the big concerns is that it is going to cause a, a dramatic and possibly catastrophic shift uh, for a lot of people. Which it will, and that's inevitable. But guess what? That's fucking Darwinism. I mean, right. the last Ike Age was considered pretty fucking drastic and, you know, uh, 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 apocalyptic, so to speak. You know, for a lot of people, a lot of things didn't survive the last Ice Age. Guess what? Probably this time, it's going to be the same thing. Well, and that's why I say adaptation, so that people can survive, as opposed to yes. trying to... Yes, very much so. But... Like, it's going to happen. It's not a matter of if, it's just a matter of and, when. And the other... And Don, did you have something to, to say before yes. I move on to my other point? Oh, yeah. Um, so the yeah, the big fear of the climate from from the climate change thing is that we are going to tip the scales in some catastrophic way. And they don't know what it is, but they're afraid that we're going to do it. You know, and it's like it's we're going to turn into Venus or something. Yeah, like no. we're going to, you know, Fuck. we're, we're going to tip the scales. We're going to kill the bees or some shit like that. And then the plants, you know, then the plants that require bee pollination are all going to die. Then it's going to start some massive chain reaction. And, you know, but it's, it's you know, it's Cold War. It's Red Scare is all it is. Mm -hmm. you know, well, right. We that to... brings me into my next point. Oh, we'll go ahead and finish. Then. Go ahead. Nope, you're good. 
in the biggest the biggest probably I think the biggest problem I have with people with climate change people is that every single solution that they come up with is basically communism. It's like we need to <laughs> control all industry and transportation so that there's no pollution and tax the shit out of everything. And what you end up with if you follow the the train of thought of what they're doing is fucking communism. And yeah. I, I don't I don't know about a lot of people, but there are a lot of things that I'd rather have than communism. Like I'd rather have if it's not communism. If it's not the world turning into Venus, I, I might choose communism over over Venus, maybe. But I'm not even sure about that. <laughs> but, but that that's about it. Because if well, it's like I just mean, things are a little shittier, it's like, well, it's still better than communism by far. <laughs> well, I mean, if you look at the whole thing, right? So what is the one thing on the planet? Well, I guess two things. Two things on the planet that probably do trap and ground more CO2 than anything else. Trees and ice. Huh? Uh, grass, grass, and uh, trees are not even above grass. Grass traps more than trees do, and algae, right? On the ocean. So, on the ocean, Uh, algae and uh, grass. Most of the oxygen on the Earth is made on the ocean. The majority. What is the one thing that we do nowadays that destroys more grass than anything else? Peeing on it. Conventional farming. Oh. If we went back to, yeah, if we went back to actually, if we went back to, yeah, all the pesticides we keep spraying around and the conventional farming methods of tilling the ground destroy the ground's ability to trap CO2. If we just went back to a more conventional farming standard of crop rotations and normal sowing, they they do. It would be destructive. Farmers still rotate crops. Yeah, the poor the poor countries do that. No, like my neighbor does. I they, know they're I'm always teasing. rotating I'm their teasing. crops. Yeah, I'm teasing. Well, small scale farmers do it all the time. Yeah, because it gets better yields that way. But you go to the big mega farms that are ran by machinery. You know, no, no, I, I like, had to look that up. I don't know if I believe that that they don't uh, rotate their crops. Because it, it, just... it messes. Even like, you can use all the pesticides and shit that you want. Like you're still gonna pull the nutrients and shit out of the soil, yeah. If you don't rotate yeah, the crops, you've got to and you're still gonna crops. have problems. So, but I, I don't I'm know just saying the industrial a lot of the a lot of the ways that we farm nowadays really does destroy the sand. That was the whole thing that started the whole dust bowl crisis. Remember about that? Yeah, well, we don't have a dust bowl crisis right now. Not so. anymore, but right. Yeah, so I, I imagine that. Down. Right, uh, that's what I'm saying. Oh, jeez. <laughs> it still could get better. It still could be better, okay? You realistically don't even have to till the ground to put seeds in it. That's that's a that's a thing. You don't have to. It's just easier that way. But, uh, but it's, it's just easier that way. It's more I mean, look at, the, look, at the orga- look at the organic farms. The way the organic farms run. They get higher yields than conventional farms all the mm-hmm. time. And they're also more drought resistant. I know I know a bunch of farmers. If they didn't have to till the ground, if it wasn't more effective, they wouldn't fucking do it. It's more effective. More efficient. It's it's more efficient for putting the seed in the ground. Yeah, not for more effective in the long run. Effective for what? 
getting better well, yields say and healthier they crops. Get better, they get better yields off of tilling the ground. Otherwise, they wouldn't do it. It's a shit ton of work, and they don't want to do it. <laughs> all right. All right. Yeah, it would be I easier if they to, didn't I have to, to do farmers the tilling. At the bar all the time. They don't want to till the ground. Yeah, I don't know. But, I mean, it definitely does mean less grass. So I guess if that's the biggest point you're making, then that's, that's um, true. They've, been, they've shown that a... Uh, they've even shown areas over in the deserts that they are able to rejuvenate it and recapture the land uh, by having cattle uh, have cattle go out there, poop on it, you know, do their thing. Uh, they'll plant grasses. They'll do all that grasses that are easily, you know, they're drought resistant type things. And they'll end up rejuvenating parts of desert just right. by going with a, a normal farming method with no tilling and allowing the soil to heal. I, I, I and, would also question the, the organic farmers having better yields because it's been uh, shown and proven. Okay. It then then why, why is there anything else? I mean, there's it, no it, subsidies it, it, for it. Huh? The government, the government, sense. the government does not subsidize organic farms. They I mean, don't use what, pesticides. They don't use. Uh, so don't what use... is the? What are the qualifications for the subsidies? That, that, none of that makes any sense to me. Signing off on the FDA's um, crop uh, crops that they want you to grow and schedules on, and things like on. that. Hold oh, on. Oh, Don's got it. I'm, I am going to say that that is an excellent point, and that will be next week's discussion because oh, fuck that's yeah. literally that is. The, Organic the versus how, well, no, the process of how the uh, how the federal government has affected farming is that's that's its own huge topic. That is a huge topic. You that's are correct, Don. And it's horrible well, what they do to those farmers. Honestly, down. we're talking yeah, about it next is... week. Well, my yeah, whole thing that's... was um, if we went back, my whole idea was you want to solve the climate crisis, <laughs> start taking better care of the land. And organic farming has proven that it makes the dirt the healthiest dirt you can get. And it includes using cattle too, livestock. If you don't have them, they help take care of the land for you also. And I think that that's overlooked so much. They want to argue that, well, we need to get it's rid of these hard. cows. We need to get rid of these things, blah, blah, blah. Well, the answer to climate crisis is right there. If you're able to restore sections of the Sahara Desert with cattle and just weeds, you know, nothing else, just cattle and weeds, you know, some organic farming implements that can be done anywhere. Well, yes and no. <laughs> because I would like to, I would like to see you take some cows and some, and some seeds and go plant a field in Antarctica. That's a different thing. Like you were bringing up earlier, ice traps CO2 too. So we need Antarctica to stay as it is. <laughs> well, yeah. But, but, what I'm, but what I'm saying is I'm saying the Sahara is an extreme example in an extreme environment. You yeah. can't necessarily apply the same, the same tactics in a non-extreme environment. <laughs> I, I also, I don't know that I agree with the, uh, the premise that CO2 levels um, directly correlate with temperature. Because if you look at like the younger Dryas era, the CO2 wasn't was lower, but the temperatures spiked by 
Ah, shit. I don't remember how much. I think something like 20 degrees or something. Oh, Jesus. Within like 100 years or even less. Um, um, I'll have to look at the thing that, that I saw again. But there's, they took ice cores and found that there were really fast variations in temperature during during that period, but there were not variations in CO2 levels. So I, I, I reject the premise that that increased CO2 necessarily means higher temperatures. I also believe that uh, CO2 levels were higher, much higher at other points in, um, in Earth's history. Uh, I think that's where we get the huge plants and whatnot from, you know, when the dinosaurs are around and whatnot. More yeah, CO2 the means... They had. Yeah. Yeah, well, the, there, the there idea were probably the, really high CO2 levels. The idea of the higher CO2 levels means uh, arguably there should be more things emitting CO2. So, what, uh, like, either living things, right, emitting CO2, or is it CO2 from volcanic eruptions? Is it CO2 from uh, things of that nature, earthquakes, uh, right. breaking fissures? I think that there's a lot of speculation that we don't really know what happened during that time period. And there's even speculation that maybe there was another meteor strike at that time. Yeah, there could have been. But there was no record that I'm aware of of the CO2 levels being higher. So there was a temperature variation without a CO2 variation. So yeah. Well, that, that, that would be one of those things. If there was a meteor strike that put enough dirt and things into the atmosphere, it would have been colder, but was still higher it CO2. Got warmer. It, it got warmer. The, the, the yeah. ice sheets melted uh, that in North America. It, it, yeah. It, so it, it didn't get colder. It, it got warmer. Yeah. Um, in fact, I think the sea level rose like 200 feet or something. Oh yeah, that, that um, guy uh, did too. that ancient apocalypse uh, documentary recently on Netflix. He was the guy who had the uh, second meteor strike theory. That you the, know his name? I, mean, I don't remember, but it's a ancient apocalypse is the name of the documentary. It was on Netflix. His whole theory mm. was that there was another meteor strike that happened up in Canada, causing the ice sheet mm. to fall. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, and uh, there's also um, the the land would look have looked a lot differently because it's the waterbed thing so if you push down on a waterbed on one side then it raises on another and mm -hmm. the ice sheets were putting so much weight and pressure on north america and on northern europe um that there, there could have been more land exposed in the atlantic because it would have pushed it up because of the downward pressure on either side is enough to push up the land in the middle and when they quickly melted or whatever they did, and it disappeared for, by whatever means. Yeah. Um, the land on either side, so North America and Europe, rose back up, and then the land in the middle, Atlantic Ocean, sank back down. Yeah, and we end up with some shit like the uh, uh, Grand Canyon, <laughs> mm -hmm. which may have been a river at some point. Well, there, there is a river. A river. It's, yeah. it's still a well, river. I'm saying it might have been a full river at some point. Oh, like the whole canyon filled up. Oh, okay. From ice sheet no, melting. The, the whole canyon... Yeah, the, the Grand Canyon was, was created by erosion. So there's always been a river there, and it's always been yeah, a big Colorado, river. But it's, it's, never, it's never filled the Grand Canyon. It dug its hole. Yeah. It dug the Grand Canyon. Oh, there was a... What was that area? Up north... Towards uh, towards Canada, there's areas where it, it uh, like the Grand Canyon That's spills good. out, 
Yeah, I think it was Minnesota. It, watch the documentary. I think that, it was that fun. Be the Grand Canyon, but um, like I wonder that's if it's the same guy that I, I saw on YouTube. I wonder if he made a documentary. Maybe. But he was talking about how when the name. ice sheets melted, you know, there was so much. You know, he believes that a meteor struck up there and that causing the ice sheets to melt prematurely, which then, you know, eroded all that area up uh, north of the Grand Canyon. And then, you know, is what caused that very fast erosion that created the Grand Canyon. Mm. Yeah, it could Please be. tell me that you don't think Minnesota is north of the Grand Canyon. Yeah. I don't know yeah, what I fucking don't. state it is, man. I'm just talking about shit I heard. That's all. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Someone yeah, else said Minnesota, they, not me. I said Minnesota, <laughs> but I, 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 I said Minnesota, and then you said north of the Grand Canyon. Yeah, that's so all I, I, I meant. I wasn't aware there that there was a connection between the Grand Canyon and Minnesota. That <laughs> it's not. There's there not. That's what I was trying to say. Yeah. <laughs> it, it's far south and far west of Minnesota. But no, the guy I'm thinking of, he, he was talking about uh, uh, land formation in Minnesota that looked a lot like there was a river there once, and and now there's yeah. not. So, that, but I don't think it was related to the Grand Canyon. No, although it could have been like the same glaciers melting, like and some of the water went east, some went south, or something like that. Sure, but but that's the only connection there even maybe could be. But uh, I, I think the Grand Canyon only goes as far north as like Colorado, I want to say, or something like that. I don't, it's mostly in Arizona. Yeah, it does. It doesn't go that far north. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. So, um, well, we, oh, we were talking about climate change, right? Yeah. Like, show me a solution that does not involve taking over the industry and basically becoming communists. I think that's think the point. I think that's their point. Um, right. Is creating a one-world government type thing. A top-down control one. Like I'm not opposed to a one-world government if, like, the rest of the world, like, decides they want to adopt the U.S. Constitution and have that, and we can all be one big world under a, a constitutional republic um, or something like that. That's, that's something like the U.S. Constitution. That's fine. That sounds reasonable. Yeah, we, yeah that sounds we reasonable. Would, we would need to get our shit under control first. Yeah, sure. But if if it was a one world government that looked a lot like, you know, the U.S. Constitution, little republic, you know, without slavery, of course, back in the day, I would ascribe yeah. to that. But I don't think yeah, that's like what they an eighteen hundred an eighteen hundreds one. You know. Yeah. And before the Federal Reserve. And and yeah. then that would be great. I I I think that would be a great one world government. And then because it's decentralized enough that you can have different um, cultures living under the same roof, so to speak, yeah. governmental roof. Um, that could work all right. But but I don't think that's what they're they're aiming for. So no, I'm it's generally not. probably going to be opposed to it. They want they want why you live in the pods and eat the bugs? And I'm like yeah. The thing is, like, there's so much land in the world. Um, I think I heard once that you could take the entire world's population and, and put everyone in Texas and still have some elbow room. So, <laughs> the, the world is so huge as far as land goes. This idea yeah. that we all need to be crammed into pods eating bugs is 
It's ridiculous. It's pretty but, ridiculous. I mean, honestly, they're just sounding more and more like the Matrix. Let's just be honest. Yeah. Except there's no robots involved. It's it's actually people. Yeah. So, yeah. No no robots involved yet. Yeah. In there. They're like, oh, drive the electric cars. And it's like, okay. Um, the electric car thing is it's like, well, that power is getting generated somewhere. And it's probably coal. Yeah, look what so, happened with Germany. Um, they were trying to go all like uh, green energy and whatnot, and they shut down their electric plants, which caused their electric prices to spike forty percent. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Oh, here we go. Um, so idea. if you split up the if you split up the land on the earth, every person alive today could have five acres. Oh, yeah. There you go. And look, that's that's all I want is five acres. That's all I want. Look at that. I'm even trying to fucking make it, you know, manageable. But if you did that, immediately what you'd have is a shit ton of people selling their land to go live in an apartment complex. Right. And, uh, and, and hey, you know, and have some extra well, cash or something. Apparently there's some people that uh that like apartment would end up, me, not so it, much. And it would end up exactly what it is now. Yeah. After like a couple of years. <laughs> Yeah, it'd be the same as it is now, except it'd be corporate. Oh, wait, no, it is corporate-owned. Never mind, it'd be the same as it is now. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, the point is is that we don't need to live in pods. Like, that's stupid. And no. some people want to live, like, crammed up in apartments, and that's fine, and they can do that. But the idea that everyone should, especially when you've got so many people that like living in those crammed conditions, there's so much out there for the people that don't, so why why are you trying to force people to do that? Hell, there are some people that don't even. There are some people that still like to just travel. They don't want to settle down. They just want to be able to travel and do their thing. Yeah, that well, should be I would a thing like too. If I didn't have a son, I probably would. But I, I think we're all in agreement, though. Boy. It sounds like we're all in agreement that people should be able to live the way they want to live. Yeah. Well, as long as they're observing the non-aggression principle, they're not. Transgressing against others, initiating force oh. against others, or their well, of course, that should be an understood. Mm. Should be, no. should be, yes. First thing, <laughs> non-aggression principle. Yeah. Well, I don't know. Are we um, wrapping up then for for today? I think we've been going for a while. It seems like I think we beat the crap out of that one. Yeah. yeah. I think it's All a dead right, horse so... at this point. Next week, one of our topics will be the farming U.S. How, agricultural. Uh, yeah, how U.S. agricultural, how it affects farming and everything like that. That right. sounds like a deal. I like that idea. All right. Well, for anyone that's joining us, we appreciate your your ears and your attention, and uh, tune in next time. Please Feel like and subscribe. Like, subscribe, and then uh, hit us up on Reddit. Yeah, yeah, and put your comments on Reddit right about how sexy my now, voice is. Now, right? Huh? Oh yeah, no, it's. Mm -hmm. I I've been banned from Reddit for that before, so I I can't put too much on how sexy I think your voice is. Your voice was too sexy. Oh, you're talking about my voice, and got banned from Reddit. Yeah, no, I find that men find me very attractive, and I know I told you guys this, but it's like, so I'm gonna I'm gonna it's actually tell a story for the viewers. The recording. Oh, okay. Story for the viewers. For for the listeners. I don't because I, I, I gotta tell a story, guys. So like if you're a dude and you want like a 
I don't know, a little confidence boost, and you're not insecure about your sexuality, I recommend this. So on Facebook, they have this dating thing you can do that I was on. And then and then you could like friend like 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 people as friends. So I'm like, maybe I should expand my social circle and make some friends. So I started liking everybody. I have all these fucking dudes telling me how handsome I am and, and that they want to suck my cock. But the thing is, it's like I'm not really into it because I, I can't get hard for dudes. But um but you know, it was a nice little confidence boost. So look, if you're a dude and like you want somebody to tell you you're handsome or whatever, unsolicited, like <laughs> go on there, friend some guys, and uh, some gay guys will come and they'll be like, "Hey, man, you're handsome," or whatever. Or so you can that. you can go to a you can go to a gay bar and guys will oh even drink, better and that's fucking awesome. <laughs> yeah, that's how when I was down in San Diego. I need to do that. Yeah, when, I was, when I was at the gay bar and didn't realize it. Yeah, no, that was that was fucking that was an awesome night. Uh, like, didn't the realize it. Bought me drinks. I uh, I still say gay bars are way more fun and entertaining than straight bars are. Right? Yeah. Bars yep. not- bars. Oh. Say what? All right. I'm jumping off. I'll talk to you guys later. All right. All right. Yeah, yeah we're closing up anyway. Have a good right. day, everyone. See you next time. Goodbye. See you next time. Oh, happy new year. And Happy New Year. Bye.